0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It's the four o'clock hour on a Friday for Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Uh, the Friday means open phones. We can talk about anything you want to talk about right now. I have one phone line available, just one. But enough for you, if you call right now at 877-BOB-LIVE, eight seven seven 262 Let's go to the phones, and I've got Paul in Grove City. Paul, welcome. You're on the air. Hey,
2: hey, my buddy. Hey, my buddy, my Paul, buddy. Paul. How are you, man? <laughs> Bob, I'm doing super, super. I'm here. Uh, I'm here at my church. I've got some help here with a a buddy of mine. And, uh, anyway, uh, I just, I had to call because like always, uh, I want to get some, maybe some advice or what's your thoughts on this assault weapons. But before
1: you're, you're breaking up, you're going to have to pay, you're going to have to pay your phone bill and call back. Um, wait, are you there?
2: Yeah, yeah. What was that all about?
1: I have no idea. Like I, I said, you're no gonna before you call, you need to pay your bill.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Be, okay. Before before I go into my story, man, you had me crack it up yesterday when you were talking about your Novocaine incident. I don't know if you've seen that movie, <laughs> uh, Christmas with the Crank.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Book? No, I don't oh, think so. Oh man, that was.
2: A- it, it's a goofy movie, but yeah, there's a part in there where Tim Allen gets Botox injection, and he's there talking to uh, his, you know, his co-star, and he's fumbling at the mouth with his food. Because he just had it done, and it was just so fun. I was thinking of you when you were telling that story with your wife. Well, it, at the it, restaurant. I, I
1: I entertained <laughs> Joy and the server. I did. It wasn't wasn't real funny for me, but uh, <laughs> but they but they enjoyed it. All right, you want to talk about guns?
2: Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I'm talking about the assault weapons uh, issue again. What's your thoughts? I think with uh, raising the age to 21. Uh, I, you know me. I think they got enough laws on the books. But like me and my buddies were talking about this, and I think I'm convinced that maybe that's the way to go. Uh, but I thought, well, I have to go to my man of wisdom and well uh, advice or opinion. I
1: I have such mixed feelings on this whole gun thing, Paul, because I am such a yeah. strong believer in the Constitution. I am a strong believer in the Second Amendment. But Paul, I'm also a realist and I realize that the world has changed. Uh you know, I keep I often talk about the days when I spent the summers on my grandpa's farm and in Mount Vernon, Missouri, and his house was full of guns. He had a gun cabinet. I remember it very well. It was right off the uh the dining room, uh filled with rifles and handguns, and I don't know whether they were loaded or not, but it wasn't it wasn't locked. But one of the very first things he did, uh, you know, as a six, seven-year-old, he taught me gun safety, put uh, fear into me about what a gun could do, uh, taught me how to shoot, taught me how to carry it, uh, when, where, and how, and so on and so forth. Um, And, you know, you go to the Dairy Queen, and the parking lot in Missouri, in rural Missouri, would be filled with pickups and guns and the in the gun racks in the back window, and they were probably all loaded, and the same thing was true in high school. We're living in a different world today, Paul. We are.
0: Yeah.
1: Kids are not the same as they were then. I don't think kids are nearly as mature as they were back then because of the okay. culture and the society around us. So I don't know that a 16-year-old should be able to uh, – uh, to purchase an a r fifteen or even an eighteen year old and i i don 't know paul i can't i can't give you a definitive answer i, I just can't um but i mean, yeah. I, I am it's just i am years. i am torn because we yeah. we we have the constitution, but we live in a mm-hmm. different world Kids are far more prone to violence today than when I was a kid. Far more prone. They didn't have violence on TV. They didn't have extremely graphic, violent video games that took away the hesitancy to hurt someone. Uh, that, that that scars the conscience. Things are different today. So I don't know, Paul. I I don't know. On, yeah. most, on most things, I'm yay or nay, yes, no, on this. I don't know. I don't know, Paul. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you.
2: Yeah, I just, yeah, I know. The three years difference, Bob, between 18 and 21 is the child yeah. being mature enough, and And then you got the, you know, I talked to somebody in my church yesterday. He believes that if a kid wants to, you know, have an assault weapon, having one to the military, well, if you can draft somebody into the military at yeah.
1: 18... Well, true. You know, but But they are trained, and on most military yeah. bases, you're not allowed to have your weapon with you in the barracks. You're not allowed to have your weapon on the base unless you are in training, you're on the firing range, and so forth. There are rules, regulations, and extensive training for those 18-year-olds. That's not like at wow. all... Just handing an 18-year-old a a gun. Now, I I must say that this whole misnomer about assault rifles, the AR-15s, they want to outlaw them because they look scary. Paul, I don't know a whole lot about guns, but I've shot a lot of guns. There are many 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 forms of long rifles uh, rifles long guns that are much more dangerous than an AR15 but they don't look mm-hmm. as scary you know they look they mm-hmm. look scary and so that is the focus of attention and most shootings do not occur with Quote unquote assault rifles. And by the way, AR does not stand for assault rifle. Most people think, well, AR stands for assault rifle. No, it doesn't. It's the company that made them. But there's just, there's so much misinformation out there and hysteria. Uh, but when it comes to, to the age of, I, I I guess I'm again I'm agnostic on it. And I, I haven't I haven't reached a conclusion yet. I suppose I will, well, but right now I I can't give you direction, Paul. I, I wish I could.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'll give you a pass on this one, Bob. I'll
1: let you go. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> You know, if if yeah. Uh, yeah, I have strong opinions about almost everything. But okay. I if, if I don't have a lot of knowledge, then i I try to admit it. And in this area, I admit it. I uh, I will wow. defer to people who are much much more knowledgeable than I am. Yeah, that and that's not me. All right, Paul. Thanks for the well, call. Sorry, I appreciate man. it. Have a great weekend.
2: All right, Bob. Bye. You too.
1: God bless. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll go to Brian in Columbus with Paul hanging up. I've got his phone line available. Maybe you really have strong feelings on the whole gun ownership thing. Tell me about it. 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be right back.
0: radio that makes a difference makes a difference this is bob bernie live
1: and we are back on a friday afternoon 21 minutes after the top of the hour it is open phone friday and uh, we're going to go back to the phones we got brian in columbus brian you're on bob bernie live welcome thanks for calling
3: Thanks for taking my call, Bob. Certainly. You can, you can help me with the logic here of how, uh, increased, uh, how the, the mass shootings really don't have anything to do with, uh, the, uh, increased access to, to guns. But somehow gambling is going to be worse because we're going to have increased access to gambling.
1: Well, I don't, number one, I don't know of anybody who's addicted to a gun. We're we're talking apples and oranges. Uh, Gambling addiction is a well-studied topic. Uh, It is a terrible problem, an increasing problem, and common sense and studies tell you the more you increase gambling, the more you have gambling addiction. So those two things don't compute. Again, you're talking apples and oranges.
3: Really? Maybe so. More access to guns don't mean there's more mass shooting.
1: Uh, question: Is there more or less access to guns today than mm, fifty years ago?
3: Well, as you would say, there, you know, times have changed. So, well, like no, thing.
1: you're. Like, well, wait, well, wait, well, wait. You let me. You ask me a question. Let me. You ask you a question. Sure. If you're trying to say that greater access to guns creates more violence, is there more access to guns today as compared to 50 years ago? And the common sense answer is 50 years ago, guns were much, much, much more accessible. Long before we had very stringent gun control laws. And yet back then we didn't have the shootings, the mass killings that we have today and just one other thing and then i'll give you plenty of time brian if you look mm-hmm. at the cities with the most stringent gun laws how has that decreased violence particularly gun violence and the answer is it hasn't at all
3: well well the the cities are getting the their their guns are coming from um outside the cities they're not being bought there but you know, and again, it's like the times. Do you have, have
1: any? Do you have any proof thought, for that? I
3: thought you were going to give me. I thought you were me a chance.
1: To okay. About. Okay. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. All
3: right. So I mean, just as times have changed now, you can gamble on the internet. You can do all this other stuff. So I mean, whenever you increase the access to something, you're going to have more of it. You know, and, and just times have changed now, where people um, don't respect life, and and that's part of the. That's certainly part of it. But, you know, I, I would agree with that. Weapons, I You know, I, I don't know that there was a whole, whether the country had 400 million guns 50 years from now. I don't know where you get your stats from there. Certainly it was more accessible, but I don't know that everybody and their grandmother had, you know, weapons like that. Um, so, I you know, I don't know where you get your source from. It may have been you could buy them back then, but I don't know that you had. That many weapons, you know, and I, ago. I, and
1: I don't have those statistics in front of me. No. I know, I know yeah. that they were they were much more accessible, and but I mean, you and I will agree on this. We're we're living in a different world. We are. Yep. And, and that's yep. why, with the previous caller, uh, I'm not prepared to make a a adamant statement about the age of that people can buy guns and so forth. I'm kind of agnostic on it, and I've got to think it through, um, because it is a different world. Brian, I appreciate the call. Thanks. Thank you. you. Uh, My number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483, and maybe I should have allowed him to respond to this, but I think we both made the same point. Things have changed. And my caller made the point I made the point we agree things have changed guns haven't changed they still shoot they still have a trigger they still have bullets guns have not changed people have changed culture has changed society has changed and I think I think the point that the accessibility to guns was much greater in the past. And please forgive me for being repetitious about my childhood. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, and no, uh, you would not go to my high school in Compton, California, and see pickups fill the parking lot with rifles on racks in the back window. That didn't happen in Southern California. Uh, It wasn't that it was illegal. It just didn't happen. We were an urban community. We were not a farming community. We were not a rural community. But I think you could have. But when I went to Missouri, Mount Vernon, Missouri, is a very small rural town. Uh, That's where my grandpa had a farm. And uh, there were guns everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. And I wasn't shocked by it. I was surprised. Uh, we didn't have guns in my house when I was growing up. And when I walked in my grandpa's house, and there was this big gun rack and rifles, and he had antique guns, he had antique pistols, and he was quite proud of them. He had shotguns. He uh, taught me how to shoot on a, with a twenty-two rifle. Uh, we would go out and shoot tin cans and trees and, you know, there were guns everywhere. There were no mass shootings. And I think that's significant. So, and this thing about Chicago, where they're getting their guns from someplace else, that's bogus. They, People who want to break the law will break the law. People want to do bad, evil things will find a way to do it. And I don't believe there is any evidence, and if someone has it, give it to me. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a smart-like manner, but in a tr- genuine manner. If you can give me studies that more stringent gun laws decrease gun crime, I am more than happy to read it. And to listen to it. I am. I've just never seen it. And the the point is, you go across America and the cities and the states with the most stringent gun laws are usually the states and the cities where there is most gun crime. Bad people are going to do bad things. Outlaws are going to break the law. That's not the ultimate answer. Common sense? Yes. I don't believe everybody should have a right to buy a gun. I don't. I don't believe everybody should have a gun. While at the same time, I believe in the Second Amendment... And I have many reasons for that, not just because it's in writing, but because why our founding fathers added the Second Amendment. All right, quick break. We'll be back.